0: This evening, we take a look at the other movies involving the big sinking ship that does not involve the names Cameron, DiCaprio or Winslet. We debate the scariest scene that Disney has ever made to haunt your childhood dreams and we look at a British sci-fi hidden gem that is so hidden that I don't know squat about it. Welcome to They Don't Make 'Em Like They Used To. Yes, and shout out to Grace, who I met today in our pet ward, Alvaston, and also to Linda, who spoke to us. But who am I? I'm glad you asked that. My name is Tosin, and I am your host on They Don't Make 'Em Like They Used To, your weekly delve through Hollywood's back catalogue to bring you bona fide classics, hidden gems, and a bucket full of nostalgia. All broadcasting from Sunshine Radio at St. Mary's Hospital on the Isle of Wight. With me in the studio are Sean, hiya, and Sharon, hello. So, how do you guys like our new fanfare?
1: Yeah, I, I,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I feel like I should be turning to the camera and waving.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I told you I was <laughs> going to bring it back, but that—that is—that was actually the Galaxy Quest. Galaxy That's quest. a Galaxy yeah. Quest from me yeah. last galaxy week. Yeah, Galaxy Quest theme tune for by David Newman, who wrote an amazing theme tune that just so brilliantly apes Star Trek.
2: It's cracking. Yeah. It, I feel like I should be wearing a jumpsuit, running in, firing off screen and then waving at the camera.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd probably many. I'd probably be one of the crewmen that and the getting red popped. shirt,
2: yeah.
0: Oh because because we were speaking about this last week and we didn't actually mention Sam Rockwell. No, the red shirt. Oh Sam Rockwell's roller that is hilarious. But anyway, that's enough. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> this is because um last week we had our first show of the year and we spoke about Alan Rickman who had died uh, shortly before we actually made the show. And um, yeah, and we just spoke about our genuine, uh, a combined love of all things Rickman, and yeah. Galaxy Quest, I think for me, is it probably my favorite film of his. I mean, I know he did some brilliant things and some things in which he was a bigger part, but I have to admit, Galaxy Quest has like a crazily, crazily emotional bit of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so so we're gonna keep that there until they sue us. And say sorry, you can't use that anymore. But once again, David Newman, you're an amazing guy and an amazing amazing composer. So um yeah, now we're gonna go into our first film, which we uh, which is a bona fide classic. So one of us picks a bona fide classic in which we talk about we say this is actually a great film and we got to talk about it. Sean, you've picked it this week. I have indeed, this was a film. I,
1: I've actually only seen it on TV, I another saw at the cinema, but I, I must have watched it zillions of times and watch it every time it's on. Although it hasn't been on for a while, and that film is about um, the sinking of the Titanic, it's a film called A Night to Remember. It's not the DiCaprio version, <laughs> although it's often compared. But it is this. This film's called A Night to
0: Remember. Okay, okay, cool. Let's get let's get some music now from A Night to Remember.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not quite that. Whoa, whoa, long, whoa. But... Is, is there a problem, Sean? No, 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 no! It's just—it's just making me laugh. Here, <laughs> we're in hysterics. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Anyway, you know, I'm actually quite impressed because this one was made in the '50s.
4: This is quite a funky soundtrack for a movie in the '50s. It
0: was, yeah. I think it, yeah. Because I typed into YouTube, I like to remember music, and this is what came up. Wow, well, that's fair enough. Anyway. Okay, enough of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> boo,
3: boo, boo, boo. Yeah.
0: Who was that, anyway? Has really that ever been in
1: a movie? To that must have been played. Saturday Night oh, Fever or it's something. Got
0: to, it's got to be used in so many movies. Yeah. If nothing else, it's just like a comedy thing. That's Shalomar. That was Shalomar. <sighs> that's 80s, isn't it? With A Night to Remember. Yeah. I think that's probably, maybe early 80s, maybe late 70s. Just yes, so
2: still hanging on in there in the early 80s. Yeah, Shalomar.
0: Shalomar. <laughs> okay, cool. So, sorry about that. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you're talking about a night to remember, which is it has nothing to do with Shalomar. No. <laughs> unless, unless there was someone on that that's called that, they might they might have been the name I don't know named maybe, after maybe, an actor that was showing in the you know, lounge about, or something. They're talking about the Titanic, right? Maybe they were the band that played while the Titanic but went down. What, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, you could
2: have done. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Let's let's stop being a bit silly about this because all right, I'm you like t- talk about a night to remember, and the first time I ever heard about this film was obviously when it was in nineteen ninety seven when James Cameron's film Titanic was released, and it seems like everybody, as you said, you you've mentioned it, you said that, uh, that the Leo DiCaprio K. Winslet movie is always mentioned at the same time as it, because these, these seem to be the two defining, they're the two defining sort of like filmic versions of The Sinking mm. of the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so... First of all, okay, let's not spend that much talking about 1997. Just tell us, so what, and I to remember, what approach does it take to the whole story of The Sinking of the Titanic? Well, it's almost documentary style, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's... it's like,
3: quite
1: methodical. Yeah, you, quite methodical. Film, you, no, no you that's actually? okay. I, I, I like it when you join in. <laughs> but no, it, um, it's got a great cast of actors, shot in black and white, which I think makes it all the more effective, yeah. to be honest. I think this is a film that... that it, it, uh, suits, it It works, yeah, it suits it. it. That's, it that's suits the, the word. Palette. So it's made in black and white, but it's much more sort of serious and it's the Yeah. Yeah. I always think compared to I'm gonna mention the ninety two one there. But compared <laughs> to the ninety two one, all the officers are all like a bit nuts in the but in this they're all They're proper. more stiff bit. They're lip, more they? stiff upper lip women and children first. Mm-hmm. And on about women and children first, there's a bit where a couple of guys dress up as women in there to try and get yeah. in the lifeboat. So yeah. the, the, these
0: are all bits I remember. And they're like,
3: oh, hey, <laughs> Given <laughs> you know. short shrift. Yeah, given yeah. short
0: shrift. Okay, okay so um, with this, it, was it a British or an American movie, do you know? It was, it was a British, British movie. I think
2: it been mainly British. Yeah.
0: Movies. Okay, British good. Film. Made that for
1: about one and a half mil, I think. That was massive at that time. At the time, time. At the at the time. time yeah. Because, because it was time.
0: it was made in the 50s, wasn't it? Or? 58. 58. 58. Yeah. Okay, so that might explain the differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because okay, so I, I know, because I guess the the fate of uh, a night to remember and um, Titanic are inextricably linked because people always always compare them. I think if, they shouldn't because they're two totally different films. I mean, the Titanic is basically they do approach
2: the subject quite differently. Yeah, yeah.
0: because Titanic seems to take the sort of like historical fiction angle on it, yeah. where it's like okay, all this stuff was happening in the background, but let's tell you a story of these two people, it's and a, then yeah. and through the story of these two people we're going to tell you a, a wider story of what yeah. yeah. but even looking at the poster of A Night to Remember the poster of A Night to Remember actually says Titanic in big massive letters the greatest sea drama in living memory told as it really happened yes. and I think that that seems to be the... I think
2: the key bit in there is told in living memory because the people who were alive in 1958 would have been most of them would have been alive in okay. 1912 when this happened so for them this was a tragedy within living memory that they were still survivors alive mm-hmm. who who yeah, who, would have, who would have experienced the Titanic? Yeah. Whereas definitely. by the time 97 came along, there's like two left or something.
3: Yeah.
1: I, I mean, w- mm. I was talking earlier with Sharon. And we were saying about the actual Kenneth Moore, who plays the second officer. Hi, Tyler. Mm. He was actually a, well, you could call him a hero almost in in real yeah. life as well because, well, Sharon was was saying. Well, yeah. He, well, to well Dan we were Cook.
2: saying earlier that yeah, he's he was a second officer on the. Mm-hmm. Who there was of oh, the captain. And then the first officer, who was Murdoch, and then second officer, High and he was the most senior person to survive the the, yeah, the, sinking. Uh, the sinking. So a lot of the accounts we hear, we read about, are his. He was the, mo- the most senior officer to survive, so his was like regarded as being the most credible account of what happened yeah. that evening, as well as other passengers and various dignitaries and things. But he, we you know. I think there's the, if you compare the two films, which we don't want to do, but you can't help it. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> there's the approach to the first film. It's like you, you. There's this, like a reverential approach to it. Is that they, these, uh, these this is living memory. These are people who were well, lives and have families, and there's dignity to it. And in the second film, it was like, okay, we want to tell our love story, and it's set. The background is all this is going on. Yeah, and these people's lives are secondary to our story, and you get the feeling that they wanted to shape. Some of the characters of the, the the officers to fit around. The story, the story they, wanted, they to wanted to tell. To tell. Yeah. So you you had to take the two different approaches. Whether you believe that everything that Hytoiler said was true, you have to take that with a pinch of salt maybe. But he did go on during the Second World War to man a ship and go across and he took some people off the beaches at Dunkirk. Mm. He had one of those little ships, as he called it. Yeah. And I always when I've ever read about the Titanic I always think This character, you know, your your character doesn't change as you get older. In fact, you know, it becomes more entrenched. So if this is a man who sailed a 35-foot yacht across the Channel in war, Mm -hmm. being strafed and bombed, and then he went onto those beaches where they've been strafed and bombed, and then he saved 35 men and a dog with (laughs) him, one crew, and a a sea scout... This is a man of courage. So you think his word should, is, you know, Yeah, you,
0: you, you think that there should be some credibility there. Yeah. yeah. So, it, so that's it, a, a anyway, that's yeah, historical that's side historical note. So that, right, so that right. to me, sets yeah, yeah. the scene a little bit. What do you say his name is? Ayatollah? Hightollah. Hightollah. No. <laughs> yeah. Ayatollah? Hightollah. Hightollah.
2: No. yeah. <laughs> I was like,
1: he's <laughs>
0: Ayatollah? He's a West Country Charles man. Charles Herbert
1: Lightollah. Yeah. Yeah. Lightollah. Lightollah, Okay, cool. He's a
2: West Country man. When you hear him speak, he's got really broad West Country accent. And he's
1: played by our old favourite, Kenneth Moore. who's a few times Yeah, great British actor actor yeah. i mean british every man yeah, british every man and the cast itself i mean there's a great cast in it there's practically the cast of goldfinger in it with like honor blackman and sean connery and <laughs> seriously seriously yeah they're in it sean connery's like a deckhand um <laughs> honor blackman's in it she, she plays someone called miss lucas so yeah so they they went on to star in goldfinger so and i suppose that was only a few years after yeah. this wasn't it, it and there's yeah. loads of stock goes jeffrey bailed and have said about cat weasel he's one of these That was a TV series, I think. Is he one of the radio operators? He's the radio. He's the radio. Yeah, he's he's unmistakable, really, and he. Yeah. And he pops up all the time, but I think he's one of those actors that probably would say oh, I recognize that face But I haven't got a clue. Yeah, he's yeah. The one
2: who sends the SOS message. Isn't That's me? the
0: one. Yeah says, Deep, CQD first first, fourth, all, then it changed to SOS. Okay, so the storyline. I mean, I guess we it's Essentially people always say like you know that people joke about like, you know, we talk about Titanic because I know how it ends Like you know, the boat sinks and all that. So the storyline is pretty much just historical yeah. Would you say that a night to remember is more concerned with information than entertainment?
1: It's probably both. I Wouldn't think it's think? both. It. Yeah. Um, I because- think so. I
2: think it does unfold. The story unfolds as we know it, about the time scale. Mm-hmm. You know, how they're like saying, oh, yeah, we, we need to make speed, so... There's no binoculars up in the nest, so you've got to rely upon your eyesight and all these factual things we know about. So they're all there, and the sequence of events that when they, they first hit the Titanic, it didn't make that big a deal mm-hmm. because they didn't it didn't rock the ship. It was a slight bump that most people didn't even notice. Yeah, so everything and, still went on. and everything yeah. carried on as normal. There was the band was still playing, people were still dancing in first class. They were still.
0: Shalamar was still playing.
1: Shalamar was still, was still rocking the disco. <laughs> but 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 there is some storylines in it. There's like I, th- I think the American lady, isn't there? There's, yes, and. The storyline we we're saying about the chap who just thinks, "I'm just going to finish." Yeah, my. there's, there's yeah. your pure yeah. touches, to yeah. it, not it? So yeah.
2: where where with the the, the, contra- the compare and contrast? We it's focused on this sort of romantic love story. Yeah, you it touches upon these stories of the how the lives of different people on the people. ship. So you've got people yeah. in first class, people in the offices and the staff, and then people in steerage. steerage. Yeah. Because what people tend to forget is that of all the people who died on board the ship, people say, oh, you know, you had a worse chance of surviving if you were in steerage. Well, no, actually, you had a worse chance of surviving if you were a member of the crew. Percentage-wise, more members of the crew died than any other group on board. Yeah. Because they're the ones who tended to stay behind. Stay and behind and try, before, try and fix things. Try to get as many passengers off as possible. But they touched on things like there's not enough space in the lifeboats, and that there's panic, and there's, there, there is also grace and dignity, and how some boats launched... With hardly any people on them. And then some men got in, and those men were kept, when they landed on dry land, were treated as cowards because they got in a lifeboat. Mm. But when those boats had been loaded up on the other side of the boat, there was no one there to load them up. So they're going, they launched with only 10 people in them instead of 30. Yeah, And then other boats, you know, where they're crowded and up, handing children over. Because one of the last survivors, Malvina Dean, who lived on the island for a while, oh, yeah? she was put in a mailbag. She was a, an infant, and she was put in waterproof. Royal mail sack and handed down to a crew member. And so there's stories like that where you see mothers you know, sort of can't passing their children over.
1: Yeah, there is, yeah, um, that's the scene, isn't it? That's the one yeah. where he's saying,
2: okay, okay, hold back. We'll yeah. get the, um, and the ghost of scenes like with. The... Isn't
1: there one where he lets a man go, where one of the. There's like a man in there and, and he decides that he's actually going to let him get on the boat. Yeah. He does. There's, there's sort of. So oh, yeah. there's a bit of empathy there, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why do you yeah, like it for me? It's your film. Oh, yeah. Why do I know. you like it? No, I just, because I think I saw it when I was quite young and it it just was like, well, I must have seen it four or five times when I was younger, you know, because it was on TV quite a lot. Oh, yeah. And it just had a really, really big effect and it was a nice piece of history. And I really, really liked the story and I really, really liked the characters. um, So, you know, that was like, I guess I guess the year I was, I was growing up because that's what it was. It was like, you know, the good British stoicism and, you know, so it just just really appealed to me, and I think it appeals to a lot of people. And it's you, you know you often read reviews and things, and it's it's classed as a as as a top movie, you know, a really really good movie. Um, Have you so- got a
2: favourite scene? Sorry, toes in under- <laughs> I'm doing your bit. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: favourite scene. Yeah, um, I really really like the bit. There's a bit in a lifeboat with the American. I can't remember the American.
2: Not Unseekable no. Molly Brown?
1: No. Was it? Yeah. No. She's the one with the fur coat who
2: get, takes a fur coat off yeah. and says like, row and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's the one. That's she who takes it would be then. The, it's Molly Brown, yeah? Is I'm that Molly Brown is Molly Brown, name. yeah. And, and I just really like it when she goes, you, she sort of takes control, you know, and it's like because there's a few she sort of takes over this with this lifeboat and says you yeah, know get
2: that that's how she in. got her nickname the unsinkable molly uh, brown yeah. because she what she did so, on board oh, and yeah. i mean i guess Little i was
1: a, i guess a real america file anyway so i mean i love americans so i was like <laughs> yeah because yeah, i mean um, it's like the american is telling us yeah, yeah uh, telling yeah. us all s- a silly british what to do so yeah <laughs> but because there's
2: another companion story to that but i won't no no no
1: i just it, want show. to send yeah. in i just want to send in i just that's that's brilliant you can i just want to so this this quiz question now in both films there's a ship that sees the the flares go off and yeah, they and think they're fireworks was that the oh I was going to see if people going <laughs> to tell them afterwards good, <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah. what was you going to
2: say going to the companion story to that is I don't know if they meant I think it might have been in Night to Remember but there's yeah. a duchess I don't know if she's a duchess of Richmond or she's a duchess of someone but again she's in a similar situation where she's in a lifeboat and she takes control and the crew who survived said, you know, she was the best man on board. Yeah. Because <laughs> she organized them, she got them rowing, she got them you know, she sorted people out, she got them the ba- the boat balanced. Yeah. But she yeah. basically like took charge. But she was a duchess who I'm not sure duchess of where, but it might have been Richmond, so I think that might be a possibility. But okay. yeah, but she was described afterwards as one the best man on board the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: so sure. Oh um how was the uh how was the spectacle for you? Because obviously, I mean the 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 actual sinking itself. At the well, yeah, end because of it. I think, because that's oh, the, yeah that's the hmm. thing. When it comes to I, mean, I know when you're, you're talking about Night to Remember, and I know that when um the '97 film was released, they used like state of the art stuff, and the actual sinking is like a massive spectacle, and it's like this massive it, set piece. It, and what was that like in Night to Remember? It was the same. It was quite yeah, a set you piece. You see the boat come up, don't mm. you? And I, I remember
1: the one thing because this was the first thing I always thought about. And this, my dad says to me, he "says they have to get away from the from a sinking ship mm. because you actually get pulled yeah. under." And yeah. that stuck with me for for forever. But yeah, so the the actual sinking is really really good. You see the whole thing a bit like the poster. If you see the poster, it is, yeah. it's a big ship, and as they're rowing away, and they see it go. Yeah,
0: because that's a shot that I know of. That yeah. uh, that I think it's yeah. it's one of those iconic, iconic shots. shots of, of, yeah. It's just it's like the black and white thing of all of them. Just of it's from behind them, you see the ship, and I see them all looking back at this ship going on going under. Yeah. And
2: apparently they say this, and again, the the one that makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck is there's two scenes that do that. One is that scene of the sinking when it goes quiet.
1: Oh, yeah. Because you
2: have that moment where it's like, okay, it's gone. It just goes quiet and then, then you hear the cries start up again. But you have that moment of silence and that's what sort of prickles the back of the neck because you think, yeah, you would. If you're in that situation, you would have that point where you wouldn't be able to believe what you're seeing, and everything would shut down. Yeah, your senses would just go. They would. I but... can't believe it. Yeah, and but then you'd go, oh my goodness, what do we do now? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, th-
1: no, that is a, a that's great. This actual sinking is a is yeah, a very really for that time moment, of the time very, paramount very powerful moment. moment yeah. And the other
2: mo- the other scene that really moves me is when they do play the band plays, and this is a bit apocryphal, isn't it? They're not sure whether they actually played this, but yeah, they in the in the night remember they do have the band playing "Near My God to Thee," mm-hmm. and you have this moment where the band start playing it, and then a few people start singing along. Yeah, and the, some of the people who are singing are the ones who haven't had places on the lifeboats, and they're they're quite again they're quite. Stiff up a lip, they're singing "Near My God to Thee," and they're accepting their fate yeah. almost. And you see it in their eyes that they're—they hold hands and they just look at each other and they accept that their fate is almost sealed and it's in God's hands now. Mm. And I found that a really, really moving moment. Yeah. The guy—the yeah. guy
1: that's a little bit drunk, is it? Yeah, he sort of survives as well. Doesn't he? Doesn't he get on the boat? I don't think he lets it. I think he just, he's just it's just sort of wandering about and ends up ends up like he's totally. There's a guy that <laughs> has ones the comedy co- like comedy the element where he's just class, you know, drunk. Yeah. He's, he's read, just yeah.
2: He's reading a book and he's drinking. He just keeps drinking, knocking them back and finishing his book. <laughs> and then you see him like put his book down and get up and you think, yeah, did he make it?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> it. But he does. I, I'm pretty sure he gets on because he just sort of wanders out with like when everyone's going on and they say it. he gets grabbed and like put in a lifeboat. You know, okay. know. like so so. I
0: guess there's a. Yep. a light hearted well it, I yeah. think it's, it's okay it's good I think it's something I definitely want to see because I, I'd like to see the British take and I think like especially the, the sort of like 50s era a like, stiff upper lip I, yeah. I like yeah. I I think of now i sort of like revising films and going like and getting all revisionist about it and liking to see liking how you'd see the American a- a approach to a disaster movie and then a British approach to a disaster yeah. movie. That's it. And I think it's, it's oh, oh, I'd actually quite like to see that. And Sean, just for you, because I couldn't just do that to you, we actually have some music from the writer or whatever. We've for got that. the opening theme. I'd just,
1: just like to mention the director as well. Yeah? Yeah, Roy Baker, which is, um, he directed my favourite Christopher Lee uh, Dracula film, which was Scars of Dracula. So that name sort of sticks. So just as a good movie, that's the so best, best Christopher Lee. Dracula
0: movie I (laughs) think anyway we'll talk about that another time cool good stuff okay sorry about that (laughs) yeah but here is some actual music from A Night to Remember oh brilliant Yes, that's by William Alwyn from the soundtrack of A Night to Remember. One more thing I'll say about A Night to Remember is that this is kind of like, you know, it's sort of like the the sort of like film snobs choice Uh, yeah maybe (laughs) i I think people like to people like to i think there's some people who i think might not actually be able to speak about the film like you guys do but they always kind of go oh no i don't like titanic it's nowhere near as good as a night to remember (laughs) i think they're two totally different films though you have to to take that i think they're probably but i think they're just some people who just like to use this as a stick to beat titanic over the head with but all right, cool. Now we go on to our patient choice where we go into the um, hospital, go to our pet ward, Alveston, and we ask people what the first one they ever saw in the cinema was. Now, the cinema—I mean, the hospital is actually very Q-word today because there's a certain Q-word that they do not like to say in the hospital because when you say it, it apparently it stops being the Q-word.
2: They have the similar thing when I in my policing days. You never said the keyword,
0: yeah. You, know, you never said the keyword, doomed
2: to change. Yeah, uh,
0: let's just say it's quite sedate. Yeah, <laughs> let's say it's hard to say. There's quite a lot of empty beds, it's in not some as of busy as it could be. It's not, as big, it's not as busy as it could be. It's a bit like the Scottish Play in theater, yeah. But uh, so, so it was. And so I got to speak to Grace, uh, although Grace was of, of recovering from something, so uh uh yeah she didn't say much but hello grace i hope you're doing well i hope you're feeling better but also got to speak to linda who's one of the sisters on the ward and ask linda what uh her favorite well the first one she ever saw in the cinema was this is what linda had to say
4: i was i can't remember how old i was i must have been about seven and i saw pinocchio at the local cinema yeah yeah i think it was a treat because i've been to the dentist so it was a treat. Pinocchio. And I had nightmares. And I think it was about the, um, what, the scene where uh, the raft was inside the whale. That was a scary scene, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah yeah, because yeah. We, we've spoken about we've spoken about Pinocchio a couple of yeah. times on the show, and especially about that scene and about how it, because I always found it yeah. freaky the it's bit where spice. they turn where, that and the bit where they turn into donkeys.
4: Oh, oh yeah, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, that was scary, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we that yeah, Walt <laughs>
3: really
4: Well, we're talking nineteen sixty. Oh crikey, sixty-three. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ish. Well, okay, How, I always figure
0: that well because obviously that's something I'm never going to see, so it's like, you know, cinema in 1963, I'm kind of like, oh man, it must have been cool back then.
4: Well, yeah, we only had the cinema. We didn't have VHS, we didn't have DVDs or anything. If you went to see a big picture like a Disney, you went to the cinema. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and the picture house, it was a big thing. And they had a puppet show on as well. Used to have a puppet show on, on in at the interval.
0: Where was this?
4: This was up north. This was Rochdale. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. And uh, what is, uh, uh, what was your favourite film of all time?
4: Oh, gosh. Lately, Love Actually is a lovely film. Yeah, I like that.
0: What's so great about Love Actually?
4: Because of all the different storylines that meet in the middle, don't they? Yeah, and they're all happy. Well, most of them.
0: What's your favourite storyline in love, actually?
4: Uh, I can't think. Oh, I think where... Um, what was her name? Martin uh, McCutcheon. Oh, the Prime Minister. Made it with the Prime Minister. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> 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 Pure fantasy. <laughs>
0: Would you like us to play a song, We have performed Pinocchio or anything like that?
4: Oh, Give a little whistle.
0: Give a little whistle. Yeah. Is that
4: from Pinocchio? Yes, it was Jiminy Quickhead. At a boy, Pinocchio. And I'm gonna help you.
5: And anytime you need me, you know, just whistle. Like this.
3: Like this?
5: No, no. Try it again, Pinocchio. Like this? No, son. Now listen. That's it. Come on now, let's sing it. When you get in trouble and you don't know right from wrong, give a little whistle, give a little whistle. When you meet temptation and the urge is very strong,
0: give a little whistle,
5: give a little whistle.
0: And always. And Geppetto gets out of bed. <laughs>
1: All right, cool. That was that- it. Yep, sorry, Gotos. Yeah. yeah, I was that- going to say that. I was just just saying that that was that's that's a tune that I always. Forget was from there, you know. So, yeah. So what was the name of the Linda? That was Linda. Linda. Linda that was twice. Linda. Good call, Linda. Well remembered, and you were certain
0: about that girl, weren't you? She, she <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, of course it was. That's cool <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, each other's Jiminy Cricket. I was like, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine I'll go find it. I totally because I, I totally forgot that that was from Pinocchio. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I I, I mean, yeah. Good call. Good call. Definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, and. um so uh, she also mentioned in there. She mentioned okay, we'll talk about Pinocchio in a second and Disney scaring kids in a second. But she mentioned her favorite film. Uh, she said at the moment, which I think is quite interesting, how like you know favorite films tend to change and everything like that. She said at the moment, Love Actually and Sean. Sean, I saw you grimace a little bit. But... <laughs> well, no, it's
1: cool. It's cool. I mean, it's a very popular film. Loads of people. Love it.
0: I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But I think it's. it's yeah, but I'll you know, tell, it's a I'll chick tell you flick. what. Is it a chick flick?
2: chick flick yeah, yeah. A oh, it's yeah. a chick
0: flick christmas movie it could yeah. have appeared on our christmas movies list yeah. to be good to could be totally done, honest yeah. with you and the thing i think or oh, i'm like i'm happy that she mentioned love actually because it gave me a bona fide reason a non-tenuous link to play the galaxy quest theme tune because it has alan, alan Rickman. Rickman's in alan rickman yeah. alan we did in. mention it actually
2: yeah. so <laughs> his was one of the most it's... moving moving <sighs> but sad oh uh, yeah things in Isn't the actually?
1: hobbit in it as well What's his name? To
2: Martin play Freeman. Martin oh, Freeman. Is yeah, <laughs> he plays, yeah, a weird like, bit. Yeah, he's yeah. like this. These Porn
0: this, star stand yeah, yeah, they? They yeah. He he and the woman that ends up love, uh, he ends up falling in love with uh, their porn star standings. Oh right, okay. <laughs> they're like they're to test the lighting. They're like they're I've, testing I've, the lighting.
4: I've
1: only ever. This is one day. of the things that I've only ever sort of seen the odd bits bits oh, yeah? here and yeah. there. You know, I've you never. You forget actually, just said,
0: how
2: many story strands yeah, are in Love
0: yeah, Actually. I, I think I think, I think one of my favorite ones is the Bill Nighy storyline in Love Actually. Yeah, yeah what is that a Different story kind line? of love what with he's a manager.
2: He's a pop star, and it's his manager. It's a different kind of love. It's like this. He utterly depends on him, and he realises, you know, that you're the love of my life. Yeah. And he's like, you know, hey, what? Half an hour at, at, out and John's party, and you've got okay yes. he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he says, no, but you know, you are the love of my life because he's always been there for him through thick and thin, and he, you know, he loves him. Yeah. brilliant! That's good. But yeah, I, like I will probably see well, it. Which is what the film's about, isn't it? It's the different mm. ways of different people ways. love each different. other, yeah. and it isn't always just romantic love. It's there's all these different strands in it which yeah. works for it. But I agree with Linda. My favourite storyline in it is. Is the Hugh <laughs> Grant and <laughs> Martin, Martin McCutcheon bit, the Prime Minister bit. I th-
1: I think what it was around about that time, Hugh Grant was like... Fairly big, wasn't he? There was like Notting Hill, which which yeah, loads of people was, like And she and was, was like, coming oh, no. out of
2: EastEnders, so she was like, they thought she was going to be the next big thing, yeah. didn't they? The yeah. Next British star in Hollywood, but yeah. was she quite. good in it?
1: Was she good in it? Or she's she's
0: she's, 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 she's pretty good. good in it. She's yeah. pretty thing, she's think, like a Cockney gal, isn't yeah, she? Essentially, it's it, she's been her character from EastEnders, yeah. but right. in Number 10. And quite frankly, you know, people always ask whether that character from EastEnders is just her being herself, because probably is. Because I've got to be honest, I haven't really seen her do much else no I know she was Eliza Doolittle in um my fair lady on the East End which is a saying again a Cockney East End girl yeah, and it, oh, so yeah. it's like and
2: she does a she does a cameo role she's in one episode of spooks with Rupert Pemy Jones where again she's like this ordinary girl who's been caught up in the world of spooks yeah. And yeah. It's, so, so yeah, she, yeah she
0: always kind of plays the same thing so yeah. it's so she's good in it but it's kind of like it's her it's it's, it's her. a thing it's a thing that That's she does uh, okay so Pinocchio Pinocchio so, I was children interested again. to see the, the the voice Mel Blanc.
1: Mel Blanc. Oh, he Mel Blanc. Did, yeah, yeah, he, 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 he did. did the voice of the Daffy Duck. Yeah, he, yeah. so, so he, he went off to Warner Brothers, but this this is like being a Disney film, so maybe. Uh, also, know. oh, Mel Blanc know. is Jiminy Cricket. He's um, yeah, he's like the donkeys and he, he does he, all sorts of yeah, voices. all sorts of noise. He's yeah, like the, about five five parts. No, he's not Jiminy Cricket. I oh, think it's okay, okay, someone cool. called Cliff Edwards. Okay. But you know, he 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 sort of did all the. The donkeys you know well, <laughs> <Remember that laughs> what when, it, when they first what if it is that
0: mel g- blanc he, he's 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 a he he's when it comes icon. when he he's an absolute legend yeah. when it comes to like when it comes to um like voiceover artist and everything like uh, when he died when he died, there was this amazing thing that was put in. I think one one of it was like Vanity Fair, one of those magazines, mm-hmm. and it was all the characters that he voiced. And it was just like a huge oh, whole, all the characters he was, were so sort of standing there, looking sad, better than like at the funeral. And there's yeah. a microphone standing there with nobody at it, and oh. all, and all it says above it is "speechless." Yeah, and I just I just kind of thought, mm. oh that's, my word, that's, that's a, quite
2: he, an epic. That's a, g- a really good <laughs> memorial for someone, <laughs> so, isn't it? To have yeah,
0: I, for I've someone just, like him, yeah. Yeah, I've just found the
1: voice. He was Figaro. The donkeys gideon and the marionettes of the puppet soldiers so it's
0: so all kind of yeah, yeah all you,
1: kind of stuff but i mean that was disney wasn't it so obviously yeah. i guess warner brothers must have thought mm.
0: yeah we like that guy, we like come, that over guy. come over here. here come over here and do we, we've got this something. rabbit you see yeah, <laughs> yeah but okay so we we're saying about we're talking about okay, scary mo- scary, uh, scary scenes that or disney seems to have a track record for this and pinocchio has shown up a couple of times when we asked people much, about yeah. like you know early films that they saw and they always say Pinocchio, and they always say, got freaked out by the whale. It's, Pinocchio it's... got freaked out by the whale. It just mm. keeps coming up. On, on the site Rotten Tomatoes, which is where
1: you got, it's got 100%, 100% oh, Pinocchio, rating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just like, yeah, totally no, yeah. one, it. no, no yeah. one likes everybody thinks it's a... Yeah, but, yeah. but
0: I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, and I'm going to ask, like, can we just sort of like, at the moment, just agree that this is probably the scariest scene that Disney has ever committed to film? Now, genuinely scary, one?
2: yeah. What the the monstro. The
0: monstro thing, because that seems to have given a lot of people sleepless nights. I mean, even till yeah. today, I think that people are still kinda of, oh, I don't like that. I know, I mean there's there's a couple of things, and we've also heard about the, the Queen. The Queen is Snow White, that, yeah. that caused somebody to run out of the cinema. We've heard about the elephants in Dumbo, the pink elephants in Dumbo.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I hated the heffalumps lumps and woozles in Winnie the Pooh. Heffa-lumps, <laughs> and
3: woozles, yeah.
0: Because again,
2: that goes freaky, doesn't it? Doesn't that go? Or am I thinking of the Dumbo ones? And maybe I'm thinking of the Dumbo elephants. Where they? Elephants on parade. Maybe it's the elephants on parade. Yes, yeah,
0: I think that might be Dumbo.
2: Yeah. Because that freaked me out. that seriously, freaked me out.
0: And I I know there's there's quite bits of Fantasia that people find quite sort of like dark. yeah, Yeah, quite dark and everything. I always thought I think the bit where you had the you had the mops walking along with buckets yeah <laughs> and i always thought i remember that always thinking that was freaky because
2: they don't stop do they they just keep coming yeah. chops yeah. them all
1: up and there's loads of them in there <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and what's the
2: one with the dragon where is that the witch you transfer does she transform into that's, a dragon that's
1: sleeping beauty
0: yeah that's like sleeping
1: beauty there's a the
2: horrible dragon oh no, you
1: will deal with me old prince <laughs> and it goes all black oh and there's...
2: the powers of hell yeah yeah, yeah th- that's that i don't, I don't yeah. know that either you
0: didn't
1: like that one no it's uh i don't I don't know if I, I think I it's Elephants I'm on Parade must have. Perhaps, I think it
2: more Not scared not me scary. Freaked me out That really Was like I don't that like this at all was pretty weird Because they look
0: Pretty strange didn't they Yeah Well I just think I've, I mean we've spoken About it before But I think like A real I think a real Kids thing Has to have like A dark moment it Has yeah. to have a scary Moment in it And I think Disney have continued This even with The new with the new film Last year Inside Out They have a scene with where I was watching it and there's a bit where a clown shows up Ooh. and it just sort of like and the way they do the clown then and everything like that the, the kids who were in the place just start crying like mm. <laughs> they, just, they just all broke clowns up Clowns are
2: right? inherently scary though aren't they? Well,
0: I don't know about that oh, oh
2: why they freak me out Well I'm not good with masks anyway but clowns and things a lot like
1: that of, I mean there's scary. a lot of films made about clowns isn't there? Scare account. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah There's yeah. a That's really being funny scene from Space.
2: Actually, <laughs> about a funny scene in Zombieland Oh yeah, and they have a thing where this guy he's like trapped in a toilet, and he said there's the one the only thing that's worse than being trapped in a, resort, in a toilet than a zombie attacking you, is <laughs> if it was a clown, <laughs> and you see this clown bursting through the door, and he's like freaking out, and that, that for me that was the funniest scene <laughs> in Zombieland <laughs> because it tapped into all those fears being trapped and then a clown appearing. It was just it was classic. It tapped into the perfect thing. Yeah. Oh
0: okay all right cool thank you so much for that linda and um yeah and for reminding us of scary scary things that Walt disney has done to us in our lives but that sounds weird but anyway, <laughs> kind of like, so let's move on we're gonna move on to our hidden gem and this is where we find a film that we think hasn't got the love and is largely forgotten that well that it really really does deserve so sharon could you tell us what this film is
2: yeah this my hidden gem is going back to the early 60s, 1961 this is and it is The Day the Earth Caught Fire a classic, classic slice call. of British science fiction
0: ok cool, so yeah. classic slice of British science fiction let's listen to the trailer and see if we can shed a little light on what this is all about hang on a second there we are
5: countdown nine minutes nine minutes before countdown nine minutes while the world waits and wonders share if you dare the unbearable suspense of men and women who have never in their lives faced greater peril the day the earth caught fire will burn itself into your memory is it fiction or is it fact what's the nutation of the earth Nutation well it's a slight oscillation on the Earth's axis caused by the pull of the sun and the moon. It's on changed. The equator. You see, there's a slight bulge on the... There's also an item here about axis rotation. There's been a 11-degree variation, whatever that may mean. They've shifted the tilt of the earth. The stupid, crazy, irresponsible bunglers. They've finally done it. From the presses of Fleet Street, today's headlines blaze into tomorrow's history. And here are the people who report the most sensational story a newspaper has ever had to print. A story that might be the last it ever prints. These are the people who caught in the most explosive threat ever to face the world. Jeannie, the girl on the government switchboard. And Stenning, one-time ace reporter, striving to make a comeback in life and love.
2: You happen to walk in at the
5: end of a Black Monday. Well, what about a foggy Sunday? Oh, come on now, Pete, we're
1: too old for i too old. Look, I said you could use the phone oh, and that's all. Oh, come on now, old. Jeannie,
5: what do you want? A slow build-up? Hot hands of the movies? Knee troubles in a coffee bar? This is Maguire, the science editor who unearths the deadly facts. What the hell kind of fog only comes up to the fourth floor? I oh, know it's better than to come up here. This place is like the anti room to hell. <laughs> it's really chaos at London Airport, Mr. Maguire. It usually is. question is, how do we get home tonight? Yes, I know, isn't it wonderful? <laughs> yeah. must have started by now. Drink up, then. Here's how. Twenty-two. Twenty-one. To the luck of the human race. The day the earth caught fire fearlessly tackles a ferocious subject. It will seize your imagination, stretch your nerves with suspense more compelling than any you have known in a cinema before. Four. Three.
0: Two, one. Right, Sharon, take it away. Elucidate us.
2: Yes. Well. It- the, you, the, the plot was quite nicely summarized in that trailer. Okay. There's at one, this is set in, it's contemporary, so it's set in about 1960, 1961. So it's the year it was made, it's set in that period. And it's saying that it's during the age of nuclear experimentation. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to the two parties, on one side of the planet, the Russians are doing some nuclear experiments and some detonations. Simultaneously, on the other side of the planet, uh, the Americans are doing their own nuclear um, experiments and detonations. And these two events combine to create this, this change in the mutation, which is the axis of rotation of the Earth, and it shifts it out of its office axis. And so, subsequently, the world has shifted 11 degrees closer to the sun. All right. And because of this event, the world starts heating up, mm-hmm. and it gets extremes of weather the tides go mad, the weather goes mad, it gets really hot, and first of all, people are thinking, hey, it's nice, warm, it's in Britain, it's lovely, (laughs) lovely sunshine, and it's not a big deal. And then things start going wrong, the water starts running out, they start getting these heat mists, where it's like a dense fog that lasts for days and rises up to like the fourth floor, so you can't escape this sticky, humid heat. So anything feels quite claustrophobic and it's all told from the point of view of this of this newsroom of this newspaper where you've got Stenning who's this slightly jaded journalist who's seen better days and this story has like landed on his lap and he and you see it through basically through his point of view where he's trying to uncover the facts and it starts at the end so you see the world is like the ground is cracked london is this deserted place with paper rolling across the streets it's this saturated it's black and white but you've got this saturated brown tones across the screen and you see him stumble into the newsroom and he tries to write his final copy but all the ink has melted on his typewriter and he can't get hold of anyone, so he has to dictate his last article to this poor chap who's waiting in the newsroom to set the type. So he's going to set it straight down for the last edition of ever edition of the paper, potentially. And he says, you know, this is what the world has come to. We've come to this. It's like the end of humanity, to know it. Unless, and it's at the beginning. You hear this countdown, and what all the governments of the world have united to see if they can save the world by again doing these simultaneous nuclear de- detonations <laughs> to see if they can put the Earth back you okay. In the right place.
0: <laughs> well, we got we got into trouble this way. I'm pretty sure we can get out of we trouble this exact we'll just, same way. Yeah, we'll just
2: blow it back into place again then. <laughs> and you see, and so it starts on the last day before the, the uh, ten minutes before this detonation. Yeah. And then it says, "Oh, this started ninety days ago." <laughs> and then it goes, flips back in time, and the colours brighten up, and everyone is acting as normal. Yeah. And you see how this guy standing, he meets this young telephonist mm-hmm. who works in a government department, and they begin this sort of continuous sort of romance relationship whatever and then as they get nearer to these events unfold they find out the truth about what's happened. what actually happened which and which
0: then, which even though it's an old film and uh, anybody who hasn't seen it by now should yeah. should only has themselves to blame for spoilers no spoilers, no spoilers. because <laughs> no spoilers. I plan to go watch this film no. yeah <laughs> it's, it's 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 a good movie it's a great yeah, movie' so it's I quite t- claustrophobic. I mean I remember it I've, I've
1: seen it a couple of times yeah, yeah.
2: what I like if about it is it's, it's British science fiction I like British science fiction yeah. I harks back to the days where of my love of John Wyndham novels mm-hmm. I like those early 50s set you know Dare the Trifuge, the Kraken Wakes all those ones I Sort of just tap into that British yeah. unique British take yeah on.
0: because even, even in the preview i mean even in the trailer or in the like because i stumbled across this film i actually found it somewhere and i just it's saw, on youtube I, yeah and i watched the opening i wasn't going to say that but <laughs> 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 so like um um i watched the like just the first 10 10 seconds of the film and already i was like oh my god i think i'm gonna like this yeah. because you just, it starts off with that shot of big ben and as you said yeah. it's, it's kind of like all sepia and oh. stuff and then it, then it sort of like goes into a wide shot and it shows like london it, get, it gets across London deserted yeah. like, what, 40 years before, 28 days later, did it? Yes, yes. <laughs> and,
2: and when you first look at it, you think, is that London? Because you forget that the amount of building that's happened in London, because this is like in the 60s where they haven't really started yeah. reconstruction yet. So yeah, London still looks smart. a bit yeah. battered after the Second World War. It's still, you know, limping into the... Yeah, modernity, and so it's you think
1: I was, I was saying yeah. to you earlier, Sharon. I really like the bar scene. I think there's a bar in it yeah. quite a lot where they go for yeah. a drink, and that's where a lot of sort of stuff takes place. Yeah. Everything and there, everything like, carries know, on as normal discussions. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I sort of like and he's yeah. in there, don't they realize what they've done? You know, and there's all, all the
2: different uh, yeah, all people the different who are, people are the, the journalists all gather or, together. Yeah, right? they
1: all, that's where they go for a drink, so that's yeah. where a lot of the discussions take place, you know.
0: Yeah, because it does seem to be a theme with British sci fi, which it seems like. It's developed as a genre, and I think almost, almost as uh, out of necessity, going okay, we can match the production values yeah. with that, well, the money that comes out of America. So British sci-fi, and I think Doctor Who, for instance, is like an example of it. Yes. it's kind of like we're going to take really, really big ideas, but treat them in really, really sort of like small, yeah. humble, mundane settings. And
2: the hero is not ever a superhero who's like a military man or who's a scientist or who's. It's normally someone who observes in their way it's like these events happen around them and they yeah. respond to the events but they don't change the events yeah. in most American films it's like no no they have to get involved they have to do they have to be on the spaceship they have yeah. to be the one pushing the button have, in the have... British science fiction they're like that's going that's none. That's not really the big story the big story is what's happening amongst these group of people
3: Yeah.
2: and like with the, the mentioning John Wyndham novels John Wyndham novels always are about an man. they're about a, a modest man working in a modest he lives in a semi-detached house he drives an ordinary car he has an ordinary life with like you know
0: he works as an accountant or something like that yeah
2: he's not a superhero he's not a government agent he's not a spy or a CIA agent or whatever He they are normally they try to be ordinary people so that you as an ordinary person say yeah really? I can identify with him
0: yeah I can imagine being there I can yeah, imagine I'm being i
2: not going to be a you know three companies of aliens or i'm not going to be able to shoot down rockets and things i what i can do is go about my life as normally as possible for as long as possible so it sort of shrinks it down so that you see these catastrophes through the eyes of an ordinary person
0: through sort of like a ground level look a ground level look level look at it yeah
2: so he's not he isn't in this you never see the seats of power you hear radio announcements from the prime minister this is the prime minister and this is the announcement. We have the, the peoples of the world have gathered together, and we are going to save the world. And you get these, listen to it on the radio. Then in the bar, they're saying, "Oh crikey, <laughs> this is a mess we've come down to." <laughs> so you never see, you never in those yeah. rooms of government. You're never in the rooms of power. Yeah. You only you're in the bar. You're in the sitting room. You're in the office, yeah. and it's. Yeah, and then as things sort to of generate, you don't see like the army coming in and sorting it all out. You see the ordinary man like running through the streets, around the people who, the people who like are sobbing in their drinks, and then the people who think, right, if the world's going to end, I'm going to have a party. Mm-hmm. And so you see like, that. I always think it's really funny with these early '60s films, what they call like the beatniks. Oh yeah. And you have like the hey, fire out, man, and you have these really like hippie, <laughs> mad <Jazzy>. people, <laughs> yeah. and you just think. Uh, really is that how you <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the far out youth and they're just yeah. like far out man They're going to have a bath and hey they're going you know, and they do these really crazy yeah, things
0: it sounds like we're going back to Saul with love yeah we're going back to, to yeah. Saul with love which we spoke about a couple of weeks ago yeah we so did actually. yeah yeah because yeah, the just, like, all the kids is, were yeah. kind of like that
2: They're yeah. of rebellion is like yeah I'm going to wear shorts on the day at the, end of the, the day the world ends and I'm going to wear a vest
1: <laughs> Isn't that the youth alike? Yes. Hey, Wait, Daddy-O, hey, Daddy-O. It is, yeah, it is. Daddy-O, where did that come yeah, from? Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, hey man, don't be so... Yeah. Don't, be so square. don't be so square. Square, that's <laughs> it. You need to be Hep, man.
0: I'm yeah. a hip cat. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we have got these touches of, yeah, you just think, that couldn't have been made anywhere else at any other time. Uh, it is...
0: Okay, having said that, a, a couple of things I think I'll sort of show this like with British sci fi that's sort of like, you know, these sort of strands that continue till, through to today. Yeah. Last year there was a film re- review, uh, there was a film released called Superbob. Which yes i
2: know super, sup- i've not seen it but i haven't, I haven't seen
0: it, it but I've heard. essentially because obviously you know how, like all of a sudden nowadays like it's like the new sci-fi is uh, is superhero movies yes and so th- this is like a british superhero movie and uh, i think when when people hear that i think they immediately think oh my god they're gonna do super grand or like <laughs> or, or like condo man or something but yeah. the whole idea is that it's a superhero on his day off and what he actually does with his day off. And they do this similar thing where obviously we don't have the budget to show you like a big, massive, like, you know, planetary battle or anything like that. And just following this guy around on his day off. And I think it's, it's quite, it's quite similar. That and the fact that you also have this whole thing of Oh, if uh, like well, obviously, it's it sounds like this film has a lot of parallels with global warming and any films that tries yes, to be you a can parallel look at it. Yeah, you about could... global warming. Well, I think it was a yeah. nuclear scare
1: was around those yeah, days. Yeah, right? I mean, were we're power... you know, yeah. I mean, this was like the, in the height of the Cold War, where you know it was, tensions yeah. were running. around because really you can always read into these things. Like with yeah. John
2: Wyndham, as I mentioned before, you read his novels, and people yeah. often say they're not actually novels about alien invasion or about mad plants. They're about the nuclear threat they're like, about like the cold war they're about yeah. global warming and the way we treat the planet and yeah. people were worried about that you know 50 years ago people were worried about yeah. our relationship to the world we live in yeah,
1: yeah. but i think i think there's a lot of nuclear because i mean in the 50s sci-fi yeah. was all like nuclear you know giant ants and it'll okay, it'll yeah, yeah 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 like like giant ants and you know yeah, big creatures the nuclear threat. and all that so nuclear of nuclear effect, nuclear. But, yeah you know and i think i mean i think this is really good you know two two atomic bombs going off at the same time is going to cause some havoc you know yeah it was, wasn't it? It was uh, a m- mutually assured destruction. If anyone yes. was going to let off some bombs, that was, it. Yeah. that was the end of the world. And the whole gun. thing, these crazy put put...
2: fools. And you think he's yeah, that he's in that trailer, he, you think he's going to say something awful. Those crazy bah, bumblers. <laughs> bunglers. <laughs> bunglers. Bunglers, yeah, yeah. So bunglers. You think, oh, it's a British <laughs> film made in <laughs> yeah, 1961, and that's the harshest thing you can call it. the harshest thing, yeah. It's well, bunglers.
1: I like those old 60s. I like looking at like the, the trucks yeah. and the cars. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I know this is going off at a tangent, but I'm going to go off at a tangent anyway. In Dalek's Invasion of Earth 2025, yeah, which was made in about 61, you yeah. can actually see the trucks and they're like 60s trucks. I always remember that. They're like driving in a van. Which is like,
0: I'll tell you what yeah. I love seeing. I love seeing places that I've been but what they used to look like decades, decades ago. Decades. Like, yes. like I've been watching the British House of Cards with my wife. And like yeah. when they, when they show the, the opening has this aerial shot of like Westminster. And I looking at it going, oh my God, that's no longer there. There's no, no longer there. Yeah. Where's the London, There's eye? No London <laughs> eye? There's no London Eye. Yeah. There's no shard. Where's the gherkin? Yeah. And it's I, I love seeing those sort of yeah. things.
2: The landscape of London has changed a lot and you don't it's... realize it. But when you see this film, when it opens up and it's like, this is London, you think that doesn't look like London anymore. No.
1: Right. <laughs> you see, I love, I love looking at old films of Las Vegas. When oh, it, yeah. before it got big, yeah. When you look at when it, it was just like, a desert yeah, When It was just a desert town. I mean, like, it was like when the strip was, really, yeah. strip was really just 40, like a strip. <laughs> yeah, Long just road. a strip, really. Yeah. You yeah. know, and a few hotels and yeah. Yeah. dodgy saloons. And yeah. It, you it know, changes, yeah. Okay. The world you can changes. Actually see, yeah, and about I think a, atomic films, explosion, yeah. there's a famous film in Vegas, isn't there? A famous yeah, photograph with the actual atomic Oh, yeah, yeah. The atomic yeah, Where it destroys the house. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Now, thank you very much for that. The day the earth caught fire, that's one. And I know that you're in good company because Mark Commode. He's, he has this whole thing on YouTube about how much he loves this film and how great this film is and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, good company, Sharon. Coolness. You and Mark Kermode. <laughs> you should just get the hairstyle. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> all right, cool. Now we go into the section of a, of a show called I Love Movies where we talk about, well, movies set on an island, movies filmed on this island or with some sort of connection to islands. And... Well, see, and I think this is actually quite a good one this week because well, we spoke a couple of while ago about how there's a there's a bit in a Jane Austen novel. Is it Mansfield Park or something?
2: Yes, where it talks about the island. Yeah, where yeah. where it
0: talks about a character and she says like she she loved the Isle of Wight and she referred to it as the island as if no other island existed. Yeah,
2: Mansfield Park.
0: Yeah, and the funny thing about it is you you you've spotted out that they said like yeah because on the Isle of Wight we do just call it the island. We just call it, And I and I went I was in London a while back and I was doing so I was in some production in tower bridge and i was like yeah yeah i was stuck on the island last night and people were like oh stop saying the island it sounds like a scary place where bad things happen to people <laughs> just stop calling it the island and that's what that's a Londoner's view and it's so i guess that's where jane austen got that from yeah. and speaking about that we are talking about this way two isle of movies both called the island the, the island, island. Yeah. yes okay so we have one that is one one starring Michael Caine and one directed by Michael Bay so Michaels and the Island so Sean can you tell us a little bit about the Michael Caine the Island The Michael Caine the Island which was um, the first Raspberry Awards they were awards
1: <laughs> awarded for, for a really awful film at the first one he was nominated for worst actor um, for this film and it was nominated worst director and it's uh, a film it is, it's a really real oddity I don't know if you've ever seen I it I don't think had... I've seen it
2: I, I've I see, seen the other of the island, but I haven't seen and, Michael Caine's and the and island. Basically,
1: sorry, yeah, Michael, Michael Caine. He's like he, he lives in Florida, and his son comes out because he's troubled with a divorce, and they go fishing. This is just put a really quick synopsis on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, no, carry on, man. And he, he goes out fishing, and the, it's in the Bermuda Triangle area. Okay, and things have gone missing in the Bermuda Triangle, and it's pirates, and they sort of been capturing these ships over the time, and of course he gets captured with his son and they, they they try to turn his son into a pirate, and he's not very, it's really, really strange. You've got David Warner who's like talking in some sort of strange, broken English. No, I don't know if he's trying to be 17th century English or what, but yeah. it's just, it's a real oddity, but I loved it. It's, it's slated, it's hated, but I just think it's a, a really, really strange, I, I, I mean, I love it and people mock it all the time.
0: Yeah, because, because what I typed in the island, <laughs> uh, I typed the island into YouTube, Like, I typed in the island Michael Caine and a couple of the things that pop up first of all is Michael Caine <laughs> with a very big gun Yeah, yeah. and the <laughs> second thing is Mike, the island kill count and they all have the same picture of Michael Caine standing behind this massive 50 gun. caliber,
1: yeah, 50 caliber machine gun. Which, <laughs> which seems is like, like it's typical mounted on, <laughs> yeah. the,
0: on the front of a... But so it's, it's a
1: ship, it's like a, a Coast gun, Guard ship because this Coast Guard the ship obviously comes out to find them, and the pirates attack it. And but Michael he has been beaten up. He manages to sort of sneak on. Mm-hmm. They've taken over this 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 um, corvette or whatever it is. But of course, there's a machine gun there. So under the tarpaulin, and he just manages to, you know, I mean, it's all like he's been beaten up. He's been he's managed to get to this ship, and he sees a machine gun, and he sort of pulls the tarpaulin off the machine gun and just starts <laughs> just a up people. all the pirates <laughs> yeah and they all go, so I mean it doesn't matter if any spoilers because they don't know if it's ever on TV but it's just a really really odd film it's an odd but it's great a Peter Benchley novel because no, is like it Jaws yeah, yeah. so it's Jaws and yeah the guy guy Jaws yeah see I mean, he was real popular around the time. What was there? Was it the Deep? Was it the Deep?
2: He, d- he, the did, the d- he did a few scene yeah, related
1: few ones. He, he, he did. He did the
0: Beast. He did one called the Beast.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah that got turned into a mini-series. So yeah, but uh, it was Peter Benchley. So when he wrote the screenplay, so yeah. well,
3: one the th- the <laughs> the th- the
2: like, but himself to blame then. Yes.
0: Well, then is like with Mike with Michael Caine. He's he's an actor who I think he comes from a generation where. You 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 never begrudge him just showing up and getting a paycheck. Oh, I don't know. I think he's Be-
1: he's been in some awful. Films. Well, well, you know, but
0: yeah, but I think and I think this is why he's been in some awful films because he shows up and Michael Caine. His thing is right. It's a job. It's a job, somebody yeah, offers does, you a yeah, job, a like you, are you going to get paid, is there going to be a paycheck? You show up, you say your lines, you go home. So and, and I think that each time you speak to Michael Caine, that seems to be his, like he he didn't He just does it for the money, yeah, is yeah. what I'm saying, yeah, he probably. It, was, it wasn't really until later in his life that he started being seen as artistic or yeah. like you when know, people started yeah. thinking of Michael Caine as having like, you know, an artistic <laughs> mirror with his Harry Browns and cider Harry house and okay. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's uh, oh, Alfred and
1: the butler and Batman,
0: yeah, and, oh. and and Hannah and his sisters, and Hannah and her sisters, that. like in the, the Woody Allen movie and all that. Yeah, that's that's where. But but early on, it seems like he where King was just kind of like, are they paying me? Yeah, he's, he's been I'll in some really it. good films. Have you ever seen The Man Who Would Be King? Yes,
1: I think that's yeah. a great film. And we're mm-hmm. going to do that. But we he did. I think he went through, through this phase. I think
2: again that taps into his root, doesn't it, of that East End boy yeah. who mm. becomes famous, and then it's like, okay, if they're going to pay me to do this. Yeah, you I, offer me a job, I'm taking it. And he's quite honest about it. When you hear him in interviews now, he said, I did this job. And he often refers to the money. He said, yeah. He did it for the money. For the yeah. money yeah. And if they're going to pay you to do it, then you come up, you do your job, and you, you go home again after. Yeah. Was
0: there one called The Swarm? Was he the, the Swarm? He he wasn't it the swarm. <laughs> yeah. he wasn't the Swarm. <laughs> I think the last two Harry Palmer movies. He says that yeah, I did those. I did those for the money. Yeah, the first one, the Ipcrest Fire, was is a masterpiece. Yeah, but by the time we got to the by last
1: times, one, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah, definitely yeah. was. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> the last one with Pierce Brosnan? Is that? The, no, no, the no. Time the,
0: time the, there. there were there were two of them that were made back to back. That it was with Jason Connery. Right. They had, they had yeah. Jason Connery where They, they called sure. things like. What am I Death thinking Dead. of then?
1: Because I'm pretty sure there's a film with an early Pierce Brosnan, and there's like an atomic bomb. Death yeah, on <laughs> a like yeah, train. train. Death train. no, it's not on a train. No,
2: it's in a building.
0: They got to find it. Yeah, I'm. trying to think what it's called. There's a few of them. Yeah, nuclear bombs uh, in
2: various unlikely places.
0: All right, cool. So, Michael Caine taking money and all that kind of stuff. Because I think sometimes I, I, I just I'm beginning to have some sympathy for actors when you realize, yeah, they need to eat. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, and that's why, as much as I don't like them, Harry, Harvey Keitel in the Direct Line adverts. Yep. Uh it's like I'm like, man, I hate to think that he needed the money, but I guess he did need the money. There, there's there's people that I respect yeah. for doing it, like George Clooney.
1: Because he did the coffee. I mean, I, oh, yeah, I yeah. love Clooney movies. <laughs> so I know this is making a lot of you see, but they're very, very political, and I'm so looking forward. They to mix it the up. There's
2: some where you think is a complete duds, and others you think actually that think, was an yeah, insightful it's, film. It's it's
1: good that he does that, so he can get the money. And another Johnny Lydon, you know, he you the guy with the, the Sex Pistols. He used oh, yeah, to yeah, do yeah. the Carrigold adverts, yeah. and that yeah, was yeah. purely so that he could use the money, he could have get the money to, to go, go make he another got paid album. to go and make it. You know, and he said, "I know people saying, oh, you sold out and you did that, but I needed the money to go and." and, you know, work with public image. So, yeah, you know, I mean, you, like you say, so I, I'll accept that then. I'll accept yeah. that Michael Kane uh, yeah. Yeah. Tom
2: Tom was, make, yeah, he didn't read the script first, then did do it? He's like, no, he took, it well, how much? Yeah. How much are <laughs> <Yeah. how much laughs> you paying yeah. me? Yeah, I think yeah.
1: he actually said, like, so, how much is it going to
0: be? Well, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah no, it's fair dues, isn't it? I mean, you've got to make a living, haven't you, really? Yeah. All right, cool. And the other, the other island, the Michael Bay island.
2: Is that yeah. the one with Ewan mm-hmm. McGregor? That's and the one Scott with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. That's a cross
0: between Logan's run and...
2: Yes, yeah, so again, yeah, that was slated similar. when it came out. There, people it, hated it. it. They thought it yeah, was absolute. I don't really cross, know. I think I must have been. I actually quite liked it. Was it nineties?
0: Yeah, and it's it, got Sean Bean in it. No, it's oh. not nineties. It's uh, it's naughty. It was released in two thousand and five. I remember because oh, yeah. I was in LA and I went to see it, and somebody knew somebody in it because every, in LA everybody knows somebody yeah. in something. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but I'm sure
2: Sean Bean is in, is the man. Mm, he he runs before. the facility. Or yeah, he's the one who
0: runs the facility. So the whole idea is that you have this. You have it starts off in this world, and as you say, it's very Logan's world like. Like, yes. It looks like I want to actually sort of. I thought this is like a remake of Logan's Run, yeah. it's, like, yeah. And, and, it's all in so, clothes, so you controlled. have all of them, and mm-hmm. like oh, wakes up in this white room and he has his clothes laid out for him. And it goes, and everybody's wearing these white clothes, and nobody has real names, <laughs> they all have yeah. like names like Lincoln Six and all that kind of stuff, which is very, very Logan's yes. Run, and then they uh, and every day they, they're told that okay the world has been decimated outside of here there's nothing going on like you know it's it's, ho- it's horrible it's poisonous yeah. to go out there but every day but there's this area called the island and we will all take you to the island and we'll have a lottery and people are going to be taken to the island so every now and then somebody gets taken to the island yeah. and they're all happy going oh my god I'm going to the island I can't <laughs> believe I'm going to the island I can't, I can't believe I got I chosen I the lottery, yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then it turns out it turns out that these people are just they're genetically engineered clones yes. of that people have paid for and the people they've been cloned from are using them as insurance policies yes, so that, so if so that, anything
2: goes wrong they've got a car kidney lungs whatever yeah, they need kidney lungs it's brain
0: whatever you need we just and they'll just go and harvest these people cut them out of them yeah. and so when the people go to the island they're actually being taken away to, to be, be killed essentially yeah. because the person who's paying for them to who pay for them Needs to be made they their
2: organ or whatever yeah.
0: they've got mm. then and scarlett johansson and uh McGregor, they they escape and then try and find their original people to try and tell them look this is what's going on we want to have our own lives as well yeah and the thing the problem with this is that i thought it was a film that had quite an interesting premise and i thought like you know that because obviously it's i think it steals a lot from logan's run yes it's still so much from Logan's run. I thought it had a very interesting premise that got wasted with a whole, with all the Michael Bayham of yeah. blowing things up and destroying things and all that kind of stuff. So it's like interesting premise. Now let's blow stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and that's what that for me is where the film fell down. Although I have to admit that this film has got, it's going to be one of the few jumps where well, I was actually in the cinema and something happened that I just didn't see coming and I was like, oh, oh, my God, what the... And although the problem is that now, every time I saw that film, it's, it's essentially like one of these things. You know how it is where somebody's driving in a car and the camera's sort of like in the passenger seat looking at the person driving the car. Yeah, and you think and someone's going
2: to pop up in the back seat. No, yeah. no, no, no. Not even oh. that.
0: And then the person sort of like, you know, so the camera's looking and you, you can see the side window of the car and the person sort of turns and is talking and all of a sudden a car appears yeah. out of the side window yes. and smacks into the... Yes. And this is the first place I ever saw that shot. And I was just sitting out there. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it at all. And I was like, oh, oh my God. And yeah. that's why when these things like that happen, it makes me think Michael Bay can actually, he can he can, he can, yeah. build he can, he things, can build a set piece. He can innovate these things, build but the problem is that now every time I see a shot like that, I'm going. Someone's going to smack into the car, and yeah. sure enough, somebody does. <laughs> yeah. it happens every single time. So yeah. So the island, the Michael Bay island. Um, good premise, I thought. Good premise, I thought. But let down by. Yeah,
2: there are flaws in it. I thought. I thought on the whole, it was enjoyable romp, as yeah. it were. Not. It, yeah. I, there's I, interesting. I there's, there it, should is be depth, it, but it, it isn't sort more. of
1: takes over the. So. You take over someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah that, that's,
0: so. that's a bit like the end of the film, kind of thing. Oh, right,
3: <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, think, was, I
1: think I have seen it, but I must have been doing something else as well as watching it. You know, we had one eye, <laughs> one eye on it,
3: and yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I thought it was actually quite funny just the way, like, oh, and I think Ewan McGregor is obviously having a whale of a time in the film because he gets to play, he gets to play, like, you know. Do an American accent, and there's a scene where he meets himself. Yes. And so, but one of them is Scottish Ewan McGregor, and one of them is American Ewan McGregor. <laughs> wow. So he gets to play a scene against himself. One of them being Scottish, one of them being American. And it, I think he's just having fun. I, I think it's it's really just one of those. And it's one of uh, it was before Michael Bay started in Transformers movies. So I guess it's one of his smaller movies, even though it's still it's one still of those everything Scott's blows up movies.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's got Sean Bean in it. It's yeah. got Sean Bean. Like Sean Bean. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what's 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 the Sean beam well, one? What's the leave, Sean
1: Bean one with Christian Bale? Where I've, I always forget the name of it. Where they're like oh, equilibrium. So, oh. Equilibrium. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. film. Good film. Yeah. All right. But cool. he always dies. I found out what that. By the way, I found out what that Michael. <laughs> the, <laughs> he always does. You need to see. You need to see. See um, honest trailers. That's what you need to see. That's where he dies. <laughs> um, like now on YouTube, if you put in honest trailers, there's like. All the films that Sean Bean they just show clips of, yeah. I love and, Sean Bean, but yeah.
2: don't die anymore, please.
1: Uh, there's um, <laughs> th- th- that Michael Kane film, which I thought was um, Harry Palmer, it's not, he's actually John Preston, um, in the fitness. The film's called The Fourth Protocol.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah, so that was that was me a mistake there, but I know I'd seen <laughs> it. I, I guess they he was trying to recapture the the Harry Palmer, yeah, sort That's of side of it, but, but, but... I, I must say, the Ip file file. I'm surprised is that we've we done
0: the file. We haven't done the Eberts file, no, and
1: then maybe I might have to look at that because okay. that's that's a super movie.
0: But I'll tell you, growing up, when I when I was first getting into my whole film film mm. um, uh the thing that me and my friends always noticed is that two people always die in almost all their films, and it was Sean Bean and Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so we saw Gary Busey, we were like, okay, how's he gonna die in this film? <laughs>
2: That's what I do. I see these programs, and I think when oh, film being, and often it, because he's in it, is enough reason for me to watch it.
1: Have you, have you ever seen a fil- film called Clean Skin? Yes. How did you? How did you rate? You liked it. Yeah, I liked that. I, as liked, well. I yeah, thought that was really good. Gritty, That's probably one of his one of his, like, his better roles. A nice I think.
2: gritty role for him. But a few times I think, oh please don't die.
1: <laughs> I think he's uh, he's he's in a film called Heat as well. Yes. Michael Mann. Oh film yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in that. He's like, uh, I mean. In that I quite like him because he's like a bit nutty and he, oh we'll do this we'll do this or the other and, and Robert De Niro sort of finds him out oh uh, no
0: no that's it, that's he that's heat okay well yeah. cool, because he, he's yeah, also so in
1: Ronin no,
0: no, it's Ronin you're it's thinking It's Ronin, of. yeah. It's Ronin, Ronin. It's Ronin so I'm yeah. I'm getting confused. I'm
1: getting old, you see. I, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking yeah. that the other day. He
3: does <laughs> <You laughs> pop up
2: come. in all sorts of yeah,
1: things. Yeah, you're thinking of you're of Ronin, yeah. I'm thinking be? of Ronin, yeah. Yes. I do beg your pardon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't in Heat at all, was he? <laughs> that was totally
3: because different.
0: Because I was like, what? really? Yeah. I was like, there wasn't any space for anybody else no. in Heat. <laughs> Cheers yeah. yeah, Ronin, that was it. Ronin, Yeah. That's it. I
2: remember what his last one of the last films I saw sort of in the cinema was The Martian. And I saw the trailer and it didn't you didn't see him in the trailer but you hear his voice at one point. And then in the end it had like I said, Sean Bean. And I said to my friend, I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing the Martian. I said, Sean Bean is in it I said, but Please tell me he doesn't die, because <laughs> <I, no, laughs> she'd read the book before me at that point, and I was going. Please tell me he's, he's not he, the one who dies.
0: Shelby is probably going to be on Earth, and even though yeah. my Damon's the one on Mars, Shelby's yeah. going to find some way of dying on Mars. <laughs> See, everybody loves The Martian.
1: Now I thought it was okay, but I I, really I, like I, I think it's I don't think it's as great as everybody says it. Well, well, I I really from, from, it. from a personal I, point, I, you. I really like The Martian.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure it's awards worthy. No, I don't think so. No. so yeah i mean yeah. Uh, for, I, I, for me
1: yeah it wouldn't
0: i would say it until i'm blue in the face and that would be quite an achievement because i'm black <laughs> <laughs> so like, i'll say it till i'm blue in the face i don't understand how matt damon gets a nomination for best actor and tom, tom hardy, hardy for legend, for legend. doesn't get one yeah, i know am gonna really say that's yeah, yeah. Tom hardy if you totally ever hear this you all the way. if you ever hear this i do not understand that the robbed. academy is stupid you
2: and they yeah. haven't even given the awards out yet but you were what
0: yeah 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 totally i mean yeah. oh this oh, never mind anyway It's time for us to leave. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Alverston. Thank you, St. Mary's. And thank you to you for listening. And remember that, as always, they don't make them like they used to.